hesitation got me going crazy keep it moving i'm tuned in to true north racing the podcast that you need if you got the need for speed john morrison interviewing guests in the industry short track stock car racing gotta get it hyped saturday night under the lights hear the engine rooming by smell the gas and feel the vibe going into overdrive drop the flag then the car zooming by hey true north racing let's go Welcome back, everyone, to a brand new season of the True North Racing Podcast. I'm your host, John Morrison, and I must say, guys, I've missed y'all. Over the past few months, we've been beginning the show revamp for the new year. We'll have return to the CVM Corner. We'll also highlight the club's previous week at Flamborough Speedway once we start racing on April 30th. Also returning is the Jomo Media Rundown. Later on in the show, I'll let you guys be knowing, let you guys know who we'll be working with in 2022. Also, each week, I'll be letting y'all know where you guys can find me each week at the track well guys man what can i say what have i been up to i've been up to quite a bit since uh last time we spoke back in november back when we did uh the thank you episode where i let y'all know you know a little bit more about me because i figured what a way to go out than just uh you know talk about me a little bit uh <laughs> that sounds a bit condescending but i truly do not mean it in that kind of way um some of y'all know who i am some of you guys don't so if you guys are new to the show welcome i'm john morrison like i just previously stated and uh i host the true north racing podcast i also run joma media i also do media for the young drivers canadian vision modified um on top of a vlog uh for my channel for the joma media and for joma promos and as well as another podcast the driver's seat i am the producer there um welcome guys to the show welcome guys to anyone who's the first time listening hopefully you guys stick around uh, we got a great season up ahead for y'all uh, over the past few months. Uh, one thing I can let y'all know, uh, I moved. I moved away from where I was. Uh, I moved in with uh, my girlfriend Jacqueline uh, the past month or so. And man, has it been fun. Uh, it's been a great time since um, since moving. I've, I feel a lot better. I feel a lot more con- you know, in, in an element where I'm better off for myself and for my future. And hopefully uh, bringing more of this uh, amazing podcast content to you guys. In the time frame since also we've since we talked, uh, I haven't really done a whole lot. Uh, you know, I've 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 Jacqueline and I've gone away on vacations. We went down to Niagara Falls for a weekend for our anniversary. We just celebrated two years. Uh, just about a, about a month ago on uh, January twenty eighth, we we uh, celebrated two years together. So which is awesome. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't be more, more happier than I am with her. Uh, racing wise, I haven't really done a whole lot of racing or even uh, online racing. Uh, I used to race a lot in an online PS4. Uh, uh, what game was it? Tony Stewart, Tony Stewart's, uh, the second game. I can't remember what, she, what it's called now for some reason, but yeah, I used to race in the league on there. Haven't been able to get on there in a while. Um, partially because of this partially because uh, I decided to take a, a few months off for myself get relaxed get revamped and you know bring you guys a more better content for here for the show um because he, th- this is a lot of fun for me I want to continue doing this for years to come uh I, I love the support y'all give me it's it's always a blast uh I one thing I did decide to do this year if you guys hopefully you guys noticed it at the beginning we got a brand new intro that's right a brand new true north racing podcast intro and that was done to done for me by a gentleman 
by the name of Burton M6 from Fiverr.com. I got to give him a shout out. You know, he took some ideas of mine down and uh, created that great intro that you guys heard at the beginning of the show. I'm so happy to uh, have that play for you guys for the first time of many here in 2022. Um, So that's enough about me. I know I didn't really talk about a whole lot about what I've been up to for the past few months. But I'm so proud to announce that this year so far in 2022, I have 13 drivers signed up. And actually that number just climbed a little bit more just recently. I will have to, uh, we're about 17. We'll have our, we'll have Jumbo Media and Promotions on 17 cars here in 2022. I, I can't even begin to express my gratitude for everyone for believing in me. Last year we had... 12 drivers the year before that we had uh two so the fact that we just keep climbing each year is amazing uh we're gonna let you guys know a little bit about each driver uh in the coming weeks but we're gonna run down some of the drivers here in 2022 first up we're gonna start off with the defending canadian vision modified champion jared morphy we also will be riding along in the mini stock division of the number 07 from michael kenny Next up, we will have, coming back for their second season, is Madison Teen Camp, driver of the number nine mini stock for Morgan Robson Racing up at Sunset Speedway. We will have Jeff LaFlemme and his son Austin running mini stocks in the junior late models as well this year. So we're going to have Jeff back for his second year and his son Austin for his first. Next up, we're going to have a returning driver, Jonathan Vay, in his number 44 in his pure stock at Sunset. We're going to have uh, number 16 driver, Alex Stewart. Return for a second season. A rookie this year in the pure stocks. And a rookie for Joe Media Promotions. We're going to be riding along with the number 31 of Ken McCormick. We're also going to be having returning for the third season with Joe Media Promotions. We are going to have Southern Ontario Motor Speedway. Is, uh, Ohana Acres Racing. Ryan Houston joined us for their third season. Um, they're one of the first guys that signed on with us uh, when we first started this. I got to give them a huge shout out. They've been with me since the beginning and they've been amazing ever since to work with. And you guys can go check out other vlog on YouTube today. It is uh, up on, I can't remember what the title is for the, for the life of me right now, uh, but type in Jomo promos on YouTube and I'm sure it'll bring it up. Also returning for their second season with this year with the MRC racing team of Megan Mitchell and Chase Mitchell. We'll also be driving along, riding along, sorry, with the number 45, of Caitlin Wallace, who will return for a second season. Also returning for their second season of being on Jomo Media, uh, being part of Jomo Media Promotions, will be the 28T of Cameron Thompson. We'll also be riding along with the 20 of Logan Dillon from Friendswood, Texas, the first driver to ever sign on with Jomo Media, the first race winner for Jomo Media, and the first championships have gotten come to us from Logan Dillon. So that's amazing so far. And we were... And as you guys know a little bit later, BT Racing, Chris Lawrence and their team, I'll be riding along with each of their cars this upcoming season. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, helping them out, promoting them, and letting you guys know just exactly where they'll be racing each and every week. So I'm excited for that. Uh, we got some big things coming for this year. There's a few teams I'm working with, and we're going to be uh, doing some vlogs with them. Unfortunately, due to being with the CVMs, I can't promise everyone a vlog nor will i be able to uh my goal is to get about four vlogs done this year 
Uh, hopefully next year I can do more, but we'll see for now. So, but over the next few over the next few weeks, guys, we'll be highlighting a couple of drivers a week. So stay tuned to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages to keep up to date on all our drivers we'll be working with this summer. Now on to the Canadian Vintage Modifieds. I'm happy to announce that I'll be back doing media for them once again in 2022. This season is definitely looking out to be a good one with 14 races on tap for the club. All 14 races will be at Flamborough Speed once again this year, and drivers and teams are already working hard to get their cars ready for 2022. With new builds, new looks, and full sends, the 2022 season is shaping up to be a great year. We have to thank all our club sponsors for everything they do so we can go racing. Our title sponsor is the Young Drivers of Canada, and we also have Sable Falls 10 Trailer Park, Touchwood Cabinets Inside Track News, Oakville Trailers, Georgetown Printing, Epic Racewear, Grisdale Racing Products, Walt Fab, to thank for getting us through the season for the club. Uh, our first race will be April 30th. Now, next week, we do have John Carley coming on. Uh, we're going to talk about this, the the club. We're going to talk about his role at Sobble Speedway. Um, but unfortunately, due to us being scheduled for uh, April 30th, that means we will not be at we'll not be having a display at the Motorama Car Show on the April 29th, 30th, and May 1st weekend. We'll be racing at Flamborough Speedway, so you guys can catch all the action there. Head on over there, or if you're going to the car show, uh, you know it's going to be fun either way. I should be making an appearance there on Sunday. Um, I'll be probably just walking around. Uh, I'll probably have a Joe Media hat on probably. Uh, but if you guys see me, don't be afraid to stop by and say hi. I'll let you guys know if I'll be uh, making an appearance there and walking around with anyone. And uh, yeah, we'll see what the day holds. Uh, let's see what else we're going to Oh, yeah. So make sure you guys can catch all the action for the Canadian Vision Modifieds on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. As make sure you guys are also subscribing to our YouTube channel as we'll once again be doing race day vlogs following teams at the track on a race day. We'll also be returning with our weekly rundowns each week to let you know where your favorite CVM driver finished in 2022. All right, guys, this week, welcome back to a brand new episode of the True North Racing Podcast. This week's guest is the 2021 Delaware Speedway Bonestock Champion, Chris Lawrence. Chris, how are you doing, man? I'm great. Uh, thanks for having me on. No problem. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you know, we, we've, you know, let, let's talk about how your offseason was. That's the best thing to start about. You know, you, you won the championship last year. How's your offseason been progressing? Uh, I've definitely been keeping busy. Um, we're trying to, uh, trying to gear cars up this year, uh, going back to Delaware to defend, uh, with my car. And then at the same time, we're really trying to grow this rental car program thing that we did. Um, a little more focus on the driver development side of it than the actual renting cars out. I, uh, I really am trying to put grow in the division first and uh and kind of just dealing with renting cars out second you know with, a, with such a big fleet too you got about what seven cars this season uh give or take i may have just bought another car this morning so oh boy yeah so it, it it's always growing um i mean i like to have a car here or there just if anybody is looking to buy a car and get into the division i do still have one for sale um, but at the same time, I like to, uh, I like to make sure we do commit a lot to this season. So I want to make sure I've got cars that if something does kind of go left field on us, that we do have some backups or some stuff sitting there ready to go that we can try and fix these cars up pretty quick and keep cars out on the track. 
For sure. And, you know, this year you got, I've seen, you told, you told me a little while ago, you guys have four cars registered for Delaware. And, you know, that's last year, that division was, was growing almost seemed like each week. eh? Yeah, no, the, it was great. We definitely, we started over 30 cars a bunch of times last season. Um, this year alone, they've already got 37 registered. Um, I know of a couple cars myself that are still sitting that haven't registered yet that are planning on coming out, which is, which is great. I'm still hoping to hit that number of 50 cars starting a regular series race. Um, it looks like the 50 lapper at Delaware is going to be definitely one of our bigger races. I know I'm pushing and kind of trying to get a lot of people to come out they've got a car that's sitting there ready to go that that'll be the race that we try and get the big car count out for absolutely that's always the main goal right yeah um i just think it's it's great to see an entry-level class growing like that it's a lot of new faces new names i think they've got something like 10 rookies which give it give it five ten years that's that's good for the whole sport whether they stay in the division or move up or sell the car to a friend or just, just having that kind of car count going forward, especially after a pandemic, it's uh, it's great for racing. Absolutely. And you know, one of the, one of the most fun divisions lately have obviously been the pure socks and they've been putting on such a great show at almost any track they go to across the province. And, you know, I, I feel like that has to also, we also have to add, add wow. <laughs> We also have to probably thank a lot of that success as well to Nicole Stewart for keeping up on the Facebook page and helping, you know, uh, and obviously yourself too, because without you guys, who knows where the class would have been by now, right? There, there's a lot of people that have their hands behind the scenes. Um, I've gotten some credit, which I mean, I'm going to go racing regardless. Uh, so I'm just, I'm really happy to have the people coming in and getting involved in the program and coming out to, Monday practices and, and doing stuff like that with us that gives them an opportunity to get behind the wheel without actually getting fully invested in a, you know, a car and a truck and a trailer and all the tools It just kind of helps them get their feet wet, come out, try it, see if it's for them. Um, and if they are like, I know we've had probably three, maybe four drivers that have run one of my cars last year that now have their own car and are registered and coming out. And that's just, that's just good for the sport. I mean, I'm glad they liked it enough that they wanted to buy in and keep doing it, which is just better for all of us really to kind of grow the competition level. For sure. So now we're going to take a, we're going to take a quick little step back here and let's, you know, the, the whole, a lot of the point of the show is to really find out where, you know, you guys got your start. Um, you know, from, if my research does correct me very well, sometimes you guys have been involved in racing for, for a long time. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, I basically, I grew up at the racetrack. Uh, my dad started racing. He ran enduro in 87 and then got into street stock in 88 drove and then did some late model stuff in the early or mid nineties and then back to street stock for late nineties and two thousands. Um, and then got me and my brother into uh, the junior racing program with the the J cars or the junior cast cars. Yep. Uh, which is a great opportunity for kids. Um, I wish they offered it for like, they've kind of got these bandolero cars and I think they look like a riot. 
<laughs> but uh they're 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 geared more towards the the younger the younger racers which is great i mean i think they'd be fun to rip around if i could stuff myself in one but um so we got involved uh 2006 in the junior racing league uh did a couple years in that at uh at delaware and grand bend uh traveled up to sobble a couple times i didn't get to all the the tracks on the circuit unfortunately um full throttles kind of been one of the tracks i've been meaning to get to and haven't quite made it onto yet so maybe this year um and then from that i got the opportunity to get into my dad's super stock in 2008 uh we ran that uh for probably five until 2013 we built our first uh car me and my brother uh, with the help of, uh, Mike McCall and the guys at MRE, uh, and that car just recently, uh, that was the Ray Morneau car from last year. Okay. Um, and it actually just recently went out West. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, it was good. Um, when I got rid of that car, I basically traded my brother for a late model that he had bought. So I still got to play with, play with my old super stock for a little bit until we sold it to the Windsor boys. Um, and then we did pro late model. Um, I gave that a big go. So we did Delaware and Sobble all in the same year in 2019. And then, uh, I've, I kind of always dabbled with the bone stock cars here and there. Um, and then kind of the budget, the way it is, you need, you need, you need some backing and you need a really good team. And, um, I, I, I had that. Uh, was fortunate enough to have a really great group of people helping me out. Um, unfortunately life gets in the way and then jobs change and people have families and can't hold that against anybody. So, I mean, uh, we, we just kinda, we lost all the pieces we needed to really put that program together. Um, so I just kind of shifted focus towards the bone stock cars and been really fortunate with that. I've always really liked the fact that it comes down to a driver. Uh, a lot of the cars are very equal. Um, and then it just kind of, we toyed around with this idea of trying to get people into the cars. I mean, I've always had a car for some of my buddies and the crew guys that they, they give me a lot of their time out in the shop and there was uh, really no way I could repay them for that. But a uh, small way of doing that was putting them behind the wheel so they could kind of see the crazy side of what they let me do. And, uh, that just kind of led into different opportunities. And then we finally decided to just kind of open it up to newer faces and, and try and get the new people involved. I mean, my crew guys have been around it, turning wrenches or working on cars or doing something in one way or another. So now to get a group of drivers together to try and grow it that way, uh, it's kind of just a little bit of a different focus for us. For sure. You know, that, you know, that, that, that covered a lot of ground that I, that I was going to set myself up for going forward, but you know what, there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, and that's great for obviously setting up your, your crew guys. Cause you know, I, I've been a crew guy for a number of years, helped out with David Elliott, uh, a buddy of mine, RJ Croto, um, and finished off with Michael Kenny before really starting to do this and do more of a media stuff. Um, you know, and, and that was always the fun part. Like even I, there was a chance I was going to get a chance to drive uh, David's late model, 
for for a hot lab session, obviously just on a practice day. But I had to lose a little bit of poundage before that could happen. And unfortunately, I like pizza too much. So that was, you know, that 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 fell out of the cards. I but, would have been good left side weight. You would have been uh, all right. I know, right? I, have you, you ever seen David Elliott? He's a little, little bit of a skinny oh, yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like 16 trying to fin the seat. I was sitting on the rib cage trying to clean out the car the one year. So I, <laughs> I knew I was not fitting at one point. Um, but you know, that that's great though, that you, you, you kind of almost realize that, you know, to, to help, to help yourself to stay in the sport, you ended up helping out so many more people and it's, it's transpired into such a great, uh, uh and a great thing for you because now you're getting more people into the sport. You're getting more eyeballs. You're getting more people in the seats to let them try it out to see if it's, if it's, if it's, if it's good enough for them. Yeah. I mean, I was really fortunate, like, like many others that, uh, my dad was involved in racing and that's when you look through the pits, uh, there's countless guys that, that there was one family member or another that, that got their start in racing. And then it just makes it that much easier, uh, to get yourself into it. Um, and I noticed talking with some of my friends and, and people like that, that were really interested in the sport making that jump from the fan and spectator side to behind the wheel. It's a bigger jump when you don't have that investment already in it. Um, And, and it's, it's nice to see that happen, but at the same time, looking at at it from the inside out, there's a lot, it's tough. Like there, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that you might not ever know about until you try and do it yourself. And then it be kind, it becomes kind of overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, So giving people the opportunity to ease into it, try it out, kind of see the ins and outs before they make that full blown commitment uh, really, really is a nice opportunity. For sure. So, you know, I kind of want to like jump ahead now because, you know, one of the things we want, I I wanted to talk about with you was your rental program, how it kind of got started and how, you know, people can, can get a hold of you to see about renting a ride or if you have a ride available or even for sale, you probably know of people who, who have a ride. So why don't we talk about that a little bit? What made you get started in the rental, in the, in the rental car program? Uh, ride. Yeah, it was, it was more just like, I've, I've seen the rental ride stuff and, and I've been fortunate enough to have the opportunities myself to, to rent out like a pro late model and kind of try my feet in that. And, and it comes back to when you're a racer and you've been doing it, when you've driven stuff, have all your own gear, that sort of stuff, it's not out of the realm of possibility to just go out and jump into a different type of car. So for me, like to try a dirt car, which I, I'd love to do if I can't get my own car or build my own car to do it, um, there is the opportunity for me to get into that. Uh, but at the same time, there wasn't ever really that stepping stone uh and and especially coming out of the junior racing program which was it is a great program and as well as like micro sprints and the mini trucks and things like that there's a lot of good programs to get kids and younger drivers and and new drivers into racing but there wasn't really that next step from from a half size smaller scale car into a full-blown race car and when the pure stocks kind of developed the way they've been going, uh, 
it gives you that opportunity, but at the same time, knowing what it took to race a junior cast car, like it's, it's a truck and a trailer, but it's a smaller trailer. Like my mom and my brother ran a micro sprint with just the two of them and a pickup truck. So, I mean, to, to go to a full size car, it's not that much more, but it is, it is that, that next step. So, um, we kind of toyed around with the idea with the focus being mainly on trying to get some of the junior late models and some of the guys that 15, 16, 17 that are hitting the top end of that age bracket where now they either have to make the decision to go to a full size race car or, or leave the sport. And, and it kind of sucks that way that, you know, that's just how life goes. Some people just can't, continue on and racing in one way or another. Um, so to have this opportunity to give people a chance to try out a next step, a possible next step, that was really the idea behind it. Um, we, we were really fortunate. We did get a couple junior late model drivers in it. Um, I'm still kind of prodding out a few people to come out and try it and we'll see what happens. I mean, it'd be nice to see, It'd be nice to see a couple people that have kind of stepped away from racing, come back in one way or another and, and maybe get back behind the wheel. Um, just because I know they do have the experience of, of driving the cars. And I think that they do really well in it, whether they have the ability to continue on on their own or not kind of still stands to be, but it was just a, just an opportunity I saw and really didn't see anybody else kind of filling that opportunity yet. You know, and there's definitely nothing wrong with helping trying to get people from that, from that, you know, smaller car set. Cause realistically the, the next step up is almost like you said, pure stock or um, mini stock or uh, what else could they go run? Uh, they could probably, if they're going to go dirt side, they're going to go into a mini stock or a street stock on the, on the dirt side as well. And obviously what you're doing is helping get, move them or not move them, sorry, help them see if they want to jump into a pure stock and, and into a full-blown race car and see kind of what the ins and outs that they are before they actually go ahead. And when, honestly, that's something that's fantastic for the sport because it's helping people who may have not gotten in, decided to go racing or ever wanted to go racing. It gives them an opportunity to, jump in behind the wheel and explore their options from there. Yeah. So even that like Delaware never had and still doesn't have a mini stock class right now. Yeah. So for someone to come from a half size car, unless you're going into a truck, which doesn't run at a lot of different tracks, unfortunately, or, or a V eight stock where the car count has kind of dwindled from years past. Yep. Um, you're making the full step up to a super stock, which, which is, is a lot more than just running a half size car at, at a, a on a smaller scale. So yeah, when I was getting out of it, the price point on some of the, the junior cars for what you could sell that for, you could essentially buy a, a pure stock car and an open trailer and upgrade your setup and essentially be around the same investment. So if you could manage to talk your parents or whoever into letting you run a race car out of the home garage or your driveway, 
you, you could make that next step up and, and keep racing with all the same gear and the tools and everything that's already been invested in it. You know what? And that's, and that, and that's perfect, right? Because the price of cars have definitely gone up over the, over the past few years. And sometimes it's, it's an, an astonishing to see how high they've really gone. And, you know, to it, it, you're right. It, it's all an investment, right? It's you're trying to figure out what's the best route for you guys, because sometimes it's easier said than done. Sometimes the, the cash isn't there, but you know, for whatever reason, and, and it, it's, but you're right though. It's for what, for what you can sell one thing for, you can get yourself a full setup and you're not having to, to change a whole lot. Yeah. And that, that's just been kind of what we've been hoping for. I, I know the, the cost of some of these cars has gone up. Um, unfortunately, I, I think just the days of, of getting that thousand dollar race ready car, it, it, it's, uh, it's almost unreasonable, um, yeah. for, for the amount of work that goes into a well-built car or even a car that's solid. I mean, trying to find these, we're, we're looking at 20 year old economy cars that, you know, they, they were quote unquote winter beaters. So you I know? mean, they're not, they're not always in the prettiest shape. God, no. Um, so even if you just have to put all new brakes and some new suspension on it, it's, it, it's a couple hundred dollars. So. Exactly. Yeah. But once, once you're into it, I mean, the, the weekly maintenance, they are still economy cars. So brakes and stuff like that, once all the yep. lines and everything are good and you have a solid base, I mean, brakes are a hundred dollars and that'll, that'll last you most of a season. I mean, if you're, fairly conservative on your equipment and, and and fairly lucky out on the track you don't have a lot of uh a lot of extra expenses but i mean it is still entry level so that that kind of comes with the territory you're going to get bumped and banged a little bit absolutely but yeah i mean that's that's racing i mean i i had a little bit of a learning curve but at the same time i found i i'm surprised by a lot of the the competitors i mean the level the level of skill that that is in an entry level class, I think kind of gets overlooked sometimes. And, and there, there's a lot of, a lot of good drivers. If they were to have the opportunity or choose to, to move up, I think they'd be some serious competitors in some other classes. Absolutely. You know, we, even recently, like, um, because I, I do a lot of media for the, the Canadian vintage modifieds. So for myself, I saw Dale Lucas, you know, uh, a couple years ago, go out and purchase himself a, a CVM and, you know, he's still learning the ins and outs of the thing, but, and he had a rough, rough year last year. Um, yep. you know, I, I don't know if you saw that he went hard in the outside wallet during one of our races. And unfortunately it put him out for the rest of the year. Cause hit the rear end went out the, and you know, but he's still learning. Right. Yeah. Luck, guys, luckily, guys seem to either have really good luck or really rough <laughs> luck with that class. Oh yeah. Some but good it, racing though. There is some great racing in that class. And, you know, that, that that's kind of one of the reasons why it drew me to it was, and always I've always enjoyed it, was the competition in the class, you know. And I love being behind there and obviously, uh, uh, you know, getting to know everyone and whatnot. But, you know, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about, <laughs> we're here to talk about bone stocks and stuff like that. Um, you know, but that's, that's, that's the exact thing is, is there's, there's a lot of skill level in that class that, you know, could obviously move up to mini stocks or, um, and then hopefully up to super stocks and whatnot, but there's so, there's so, there's such an array of, of driver skill within that class 
Um, I, I, I gotta say, what's one thing, what's one thing you got to say to new newer drivers that are coming into sport, either ran a rookie year or not, or even a straight up rookie this year, what are some hints or, or not hints, but, um, things that you can, some knowledge that you can throw at them. What, 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 are, what are some things you could throw at them right now? Uh, a lot of help it them is, out? I, I would say, don't, don't stick to your pit stall. Um, it is entry level, but the racing community is a great group, especially if you're just coming into it, just learning. Um, a lot of drivers are really willing to work with you. Like I know me personally, I'll walk the track with any driver that wants to. Um, I have no problem sharing any kind of knowledge I've got for these cars. Uh, I'll help with parts. I know there's a couple times this season where my crew has gone over and, and helped do some work on other teams' cars and, and we've always kind of had this mentality that we would rather beat you on the track than in the pit because you can't get back out onto the track. Um, so for new drivers, it is a lot to learn, but uh, there is a lot of experience in the pits. Uh, just don't be afraid to go over, introduce yourself to some of these drivers and, and, and ask your questions. I, I mean, there, there are some people that, they like to stick to themselves and, and that's fine. But my experience with this class has been, everybody is, is really friendly, uh, really accepting. I mean, everybody has some on track stuff that happens, but I mean, there's nothing you can't kind of hash out over a cold beer at the end of the night. I mean, the newer drivers, maybe not so much the age thing, but, um, but yeah, no, just, just go out and, and talk to some of the other drivers that have been doing it. If you are getting into it and you know, who has a pretty good track record out wherever you're racing, uh, go over and talk to them. Um, uh, a lot of these guys are more than willing to help bring drivers up to speed, uh, because not only does it help a new driver, um, it helps the experienced drivers drive around them. Uh, I mean, when you know kind of how someone's going to react to a situation and, and you know that they know the basic ins and outs of driving line and, and stuff like that, it, it makes it a lot easier to race with you as a rookie. Um, and, and you get yourself kind of, you keep yourself out of some of those rookie situations that, that can maybe not go your way. You know, and that's exactly right is, you know, like you said yourself, I, every time I've um, helped out, like obviously with, uh, or with, with a buddy of mine, you know, he, he's like, who do I go talk to? I'm like, well, you got this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy go and talk to them. And he would, and he would, he, he started picking up some things and you know, that's, that's the best part is doesn't matter really what class sometimes, you know, obviously you got this, the really, really good guys and they're just like going to keep them themselves. But a lot of guys, they're going to come down and they'll give you a hand to find out what you need. And, you know, that's, that's the best part about almost any division in this sport really um, almost depends on what obviously the the class and how competitive is. But for the most part, a, lo- a lot of guys are going to go around and help each other out because you, you said yourself, racing is such a family sport. It, you know, you create bonds with people that last a lifetime. They become your second family. Yeah. And I I've found that no matter what level I've competed on uh, with these like different cars, whether it be bone stock or super stock or pro late model. Um, it, it really surprises you that, yeah, guys, they, they have their own secrets. Nobody's going to tell you everything they've got going on, but at the same time, 
from driver to driver, there are a lot of guys that guys and girls that are, are just more than willing to help you get up to speed, kind of figure out the little bugs that you may be dealing with or whether there's something wrong with your car or just your, your driving style could use a little tweak here or there. Um, getting feedback, like I'll still go to guys that I know have been driving longer than I have, uh, just, just to get their perspective. Um, cause it's something I might not see, or I might not even think about, you know, and, that, and that's, that's absolutely correct. Like it, it it's such a, as about you're right. Like people keep secrets, but a lot of people, they're going to help. They're going to keep their own little secrets, but a lot of times they're going to help you out in the end. Um, we, I feel like we, we were, we we're going to talk about this, I believe on the champions episode a little bit more, but I think we were kind of ran out of time. Uh, I think we, ha- you, you were talking, we were talking about a special program you got, you're going to run this year. Uh, so one of, one of my cars, um, I, I typically run limited funds. I, I, there are some people that have come on board and I'm more than thankful, uh, to have their help and support. Um, but it leaves a lot of open real estate on my cars. Um, so I have my one two seater car, which is registered. Uh, it's the number four, uh, it's the race for trades, Delaware car. Uh, we were kind of going to try and put stickers for, for people that are helping to promote the class, not necessarily financial sponsors. Um, but people that help kind of behind the scenes, like, like yourself, um, like Ashley McCubbin, short track musings, uh, even the guys at inside track, what they do, um, people that really just help promote our sport and get it, get it out there. Uh, like the G force TV guys have done a great job with broadcasting a wide range, let alone their own podcasts and stuff like that. So, um, there's a lot more racing content that that's getting out into the public eye and, and trying to push that past just the racing community into, into people that maybe, you know, friends and family of racers, but as well as, as a, as a new group of people, like it's always nice to get those extra five, 10 people up in the stands, whether they're cheering for you or cheering for someone else. Um, it, it's good for everybody. They get, they get out to the track, they go home, they had, they tell their friends, maybe the next week there's 15 of them. And, and that's just kind of what helps keep our sport growing, uh, in the future. So my, my plan is to kind of open up that car, uh, to different companies, logos. I, I'm really, I won't say no to somebody that wants to come on board with our team. Really. Uh, I'm really open to new sponsors, new ideas, uh, and, and just trying to kind of give back to some of the people that, that put their own time and effort and money into, into growing the sport themselves. For sure. And, you know, one thing I definitely love is the way that G-Force, especially with Adam Clinton, the way they talk about each and every track and um, the story some of them have from the certain tracks, you know, the, the way they come up and they they can really dig down into it, which is what I love. And honestly, I, I never miss an episode of Race, Race Rivals Race Chat because you never know what you're going to expect on that place. And, you know, Ashley does a fantastic job of covering the Oscar the Oscar class. And just racing in general here in Ontario in a written platform, which is amazing to see. 
um, and you know, inside track on a national scale is, is amazing. I, I read, a, I, you know, I've submitted some things for them as well in, in the past and it's, it's just amazing. The content that we're a lot of people are putting out now and it, it's, I always found that, you know, we, it almost seemed that we were kind of lacking behind in promoting and, and bringing the sport, especially in the Southern Ontario region to a lot of people. And, and that's what all everyone's doing who, who, who are doing what they're doing with their podcasts, their, their video stuff, you know, the people, the, the racers who are doing vlogs now, you know, because they probably saw someone do them and, and they thought they could do it too, which is amazing to see because it's getting more eyeballs to the sport, to racing. And, you know, for the people here in Southern Ontario, it's, we, we only get to race six months a year and we got, we got to make it count when we do. Right. So we want to make sure there's fans in those stands. We want to make sure that we're, we're trying to bring new people out. And the one thing that, you know, live streaming, like we said, all, all the content we're doing is great. And it's also the drivers who are getting behind the media stuff as well. And that's what the sport needs. We just need more personable people. Cause I felt we kind of shied away a little bit from that from, for, for the past 10, 15 years. It almost seemed like we were shying away from a lot of things, but there, 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 there's people like, you know, there's people out there now that are trying to bring them back forward again, because sometimes that's what we miss. We miss that personable connection that we can get with, with the drivers, with the teams and, and going forward. That's, that's what we're all trying to do. We're all trying to make, make it personal make people family friendly and get people out there to actually come in and see people like yourself and, and at Delaware and Flamborough and Oshwegan and all these tracks we're, we're it's it's all about getting people out there getting people to see them yeah I mean it's nice a lot of a lot of tracks do seem to have some fan favorites and some on-track rivalries and stuff like that that helps kind of not just not just focus on the racing but focus on the the personalities that kind of go along with it and and the way things are nowadays that there there's so much social media platform available that uh if you if you want to be one of those personalities there's there's a platform for you i mean me personally i'm not super tech savvy so i like doing these podcasts and kind of promoting what i can and coming on to talk to people about it but i mean as far as doing it myself i'm i'm not really it's not really my cup of tea, but I, I do I do like watching the content. There's a lot of really cool stuff and 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 a lot of really interesting drivers out there that are doing it. Absolutely. With with all this content talk, we're actually going to bring in a little bit of our own. We're going to bring up our fan question period. Whereas you saw earlier today, we put out saying that uh, you were going to be on the show tonight, and that uh, we and we got some questions submitted. Are you ready to answer them? Yeah, yeah. Uh, our shoot. first one up comes to us from nicole stewart and she says who do you like better me or phil phil's gonna argue this but hands <laughs> down nicole what has what phil done for racing but no 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 all, all jokes aside uh phil's coming to to run my 50 car this season and uh and he he keeps bugging me about giving him a fast car and i guess <laughs> I, I i'm gonna give him the same car i got until he starts beating me <laughs> and, then, and then we'll have to see but uh, no, my my hope with that team, I'm I'm kind of trying to hoping Nicole comes out for more than just a couple races, like she says. But because um, it's all it's always great to have the competitive females out on the track. Absolutely. Uh, 
you know, nobody wants to admit they got beat by a girl, but <laughs> you know, sometimes you can't help it. They're fast. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, we, we saw two of them happen at a uh, Flamborough Speedway on July 31st last year. So I, I know I followed some of them. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was such a great night too, to see both the, uh, um, uh, crap Reese bourgeois and, uh, uh, Megan Mitchell both end up in victory lane in a single night. That's both rookies. That was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and it, and it, it's, it's good for the sport that, and the division that, you know, you can have those rookie drivers come in male or female. doesn't matter. It yep. comes down to the driver in the car and, and they both ran great races. So props to them on those future wins. Our next question comes to us from Eric Stewart. Who are you most looking forward to seeing race in the upcoming race season? Ah, uh, ooh. Uh, there, there's a few people I'd like to, to kind of see what they can do. Um, one, of one of my personal ones is, uh, Connor Ellis. Uh, I went to autumn colors with them and first time at the track, first time there new to the, the division, um, ran a phenomenal race and he's coming to Delaware full-time for for a points run and uh, i've had him in one of my cars and i've raced against him and it, it's good to see some of the young blood kind of coming up and beating beating the doors with with some of the experienced guys so i think he'll be fun to watch uh i know i watch i grew up watching jamie cox and the open wheel modifieds and he was a force to be reckoned with so his son jay was out last year and and uh he he was fast so so some of these younger guys and the newer guys coming into it um i've got my eye on just i mean they're they're going to be fun to race with and they're going to be good to watch it's going to be uh it's going to be pretty competitive i think for sure i think it will be as well uh this next one you kind of already answered on facebook earlier today so we're we're still going to give this one go so any of the listeners who didn't get to see it on facebook this one comes to us from Jeff LaFlemme. Oh, what's the dumbest thing you got DQ'd for? So I run a fleet of cars. So, I mean, anybody that wants to call me out on cheating is more than welcome to send tech over to my cars or go through them. But I mean, I'm too lazy to cheat up a bunch of cars and they all look the same. Yeah. Um, but I, I went to uh, Flamborough with my 50 car. And, uh, we, we got DQ'd on some struts. Uh, honestly, if I knew they were illegal, I would have changed them. Um, but basically they were just a little bit different in their measurement side to side. And one was rustier looking than the other one. And that was just the way the car came out of the field sort of thing. So, I mean, it, I, it made me have to take those struts out and put brand new ones in. So I, I think I made the car faster, but yeah, I, I mean, and we definitely didn't, we weren't the fast car that night. So it wasn't like it was a performance advantage, but tech did their job. I mean, I, I was a little frustrated with the outcome. I think at the end of the day, I mean, it kept us out of championship contention and, and that that's my own fault. I mean, I, I thought they were the same. They looked the same to me. I mean, I wasn't measuring them as closely, right? So that's kind of, that's on me, but, uh, man, was, I, I thought it was dumb. I, I was mad. So, uh, but you know, good on them. I, I, I gotta give props to tech like, hey. when they get down and make you pull your stuff out of your car and, 
and measure it on the bench. Right. It is what it is. So, I mean, I'd rather have them checking that stuff than letting it slide by and, you know, sucks it bit me, but it happens. Absolutely. Our next one comes to us from William underscore Trillium on Instagram. And he goes, what is the biggest challenge to own a race car team with more than four cars? Maintenance and gas. (laughs) Somebody wants to sponsor me some tires and some gas. I'd be really appreciated. Um, keeping everything straight. Like I, I try and, and keep up the maintenance on the cars and, and make sure everything has good tires and, and good parts, like make sure the brakes are all good. Safety is the main one. Like I COVID sucked. I had to buy four sets of seatbelts last year. Oh, that, that, that wasn't fun. I mean, I missed out on, missed out on a year because of the pandemic. So, yeah. um, yeah it's just it's a little more work i mean I'd, I'd love to have the dedicated crew guys turning wrenches with me but i've got a couple guys that come out and help me when time permits and and my fiance has been amazing at uh turning wrenches and painting cars and god she spends almost as much time out in the shop as i do so um but yeah the 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 weekly maintenance Towing them to the tracks, a bit of a pain in the butt, but, uh, I, I had, uh, I had some great help from auto fusion towing. Uh, they were the tow truck guys at Delaware this last season. And, uh, Noel swung by more than once or twice to kind of pick a car up or drop it off after the races. So I'd get home from the track and there'd be a car sitting in my front lawn for me. So props to him. I, I couldn't have done it without him. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, the bit just the basic weekly stuff uh, once you get to the track and you start running i mean these cars are you, you kind of run what you brung so there's not a whole lot of changing at the track luckily unless you got joe lawrence driving for you and that guy <laughs> likes to change everything <laughs> but uh yeah he finds speed so yeah it is what it is absolutely our next one comes to us from coburn racing 91 and he goes what was the best memory from the past season the burnout that that was the best burnout I have ever done in my life. Um, I would have loved to get a checker flag at Delaware. Um, I will climb the fence every time I can this year. I, I'm going for wins. I would have done it at Flamborough, but we park in the middle and then it just seems weird yeah. under the fence. Might have to talk to Gary about that. See how we do. Um, but no, I, uh, I really like putting on a show for the fans. So, um, I can't do it every week because I got to, I got to keep those tires until I get a good sponsor. They want to give me a bunch and I'll, I'll burn them down every chance I get. But, uh, yeah, no, that, uh, that burnout at the end of the year was probably, I've got pictures mounted on my wall. That'll be a, that'll be a memory for a while. For sure. I, you know, we, we used that one today just for the, uh, uh, to let people know that you were coming on. I figured, you know what? I saw that smoke show last year. I'm like, let's just, let's just put that out there. I think everyone's going to know who that is, you know? Um, and you know what though? I think the next time you went at Flamborough, just stop right at the start finish line, climb the fence from there. Let, let the people come to you. I'll, I'll let, do let, it. I have no problem with that. I'll, I'll do it. I'll move the car. If they get mad, let them. After. We're, we're yeah. looking for, we're looking for entertainment. That's what we're there for. Hey, Gary, if you're watching this, don't kick me <laughs> out. I'm, it's just, it's just a fence. Don't worry about it. Our next one, this is the one I we talked about a little bit prior. 
This one comes from to us comes to us from Lift the Visor, from a goalie coach. What's the connection to the sponsor Kineski Manufacturing? Um, so Cassie Howard that drives for me. Um, she works there with uh, with her dad, who uh, is uh, one of the owners at Kineski. Um, they basically kind of they were one of my first, not necessarily rental drivers, but uh, me and Mike got talking in the beer tent and Cassie never had the opportunity to race while Mike was running his truck. Um, so we kind of talked and said that she could come out and drive one of my bone stock cars. And one race turned into two, turned into a season, turned into, I think it's the sixth year now, but, um, and, and, you know, now they're my neighbors, so makes it a little bit easier, but, uh, yeah, no, the, the Howard family, that uh our owners and operators and kind of run the day-to-day at Kaniski. Um that's that's the connection. Um they're uh they sponsor me more of their their time and they help me out with all the stickers and um some really sweet gear bags and stuff like that. So uh they they help turn the wrenches and paint the cars and um she'll have a really interesting car coming out this year. Uh, it'll be, it, it'll look good on the track. I'm pretty, uh, pretty pumped up to show off some of the cars. Once we, uh, once we get our numbers from wild sprinting, uh, should be, should be a good, uh, good batch of cars this year. That's awesome. That's a great connection though. Um, our next one comes to us from Jessica Chapman. Who's going to be your primary backup driver. <laughs> so a little bit of backstory on that. Um, her husband, Jaden Chapman, one of my good buddies, uh, came down to our year end party and we had some kind of gag awards to hand out. And, uh, Jaden received our primary backup, backup driver. So, uh, <laughs> I had my brother lined up to run a race and he couldn't make it. So then I, I asked Jaden to drive and, and then my brother decided he could make it. So then I found a car for Jaden to drive too. Cause, um, I, I kind of, I put him in a car a couple times and it didn't always go. <laughs> it didn't, he seems to have the worst luck in my stuff. Um, but basically I, I've got, uh, I like to rent the cars to the, to the new faces and stuff like that. And I kind of tried to get away from the buddy thing, but, uh, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely hold a spot on one of the cars for, uh, Jaden Chapman and, I think my brother Joe's going to drive a couple times. And, uh, I know one of my good buddies, uh, Darren Glavin is going to come out. Uh, he's, he's kind of puttered around race cars with me for 10, 12 years now and kind of sits on the sidelines here and there as family happens. But, um, yeah, I, I try and try and keep a spot open for some of those actual, late model pro drivers to come down and play on these toys with us. Cause I mean, uh, he, he always seems Jaden always seems to, uh, let me come down to Petrolia and run a lawnmower out on the dirt track every now and then. And I don't know if people have seen pictures of that, but those things are a riot. And, uh, so I, you know, I kind of, I kind of owe it to him. So I, I'd have to say Jaden Chapman will be my, my backup or my backup backup. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. You know, speaking of those uh, lawnmower races, there's a movie. I can't remember the name of it. 
back in the mid 2000s that came out and it was, it was some prince movie i can't that's all i remember my mom loved it and i sat down and watched it with her and the only reason i got really into into, into the movie was because this this you know prince who just loved motorsports across the pond comes to america middle of you know middle of nowhere in in like missouri or something like that middle of states and they go lawnmower raising and the guy ends up beating all of them and i'm like you know what that's something i think i can get behind lawnmower racing you know tune up the engine a little bit i think it'll always be a little bit of fun well that's what i thought until i sat on a hundred horsepower <laughs> one that ran on alcohol that thing was crazy yeah but uh but those those more normal lawnmower racers are a little bit fun are they? I, always, I always joked about putting a deck on the back and cut my grass in no time that, just that, in circles though i don't well, <laughs> think i'd actually get it all cut <laughs> probably not no our next question comes to us from the one, the only Wally Wilson. And he goes, who's better you or your, or Joe? Uh, in a bone stock car. I am Jordan doesn't own a car. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I, we drive very similar. I have a tendency to uh, settle when I know the car is consistent. And he has this thing where he likes to change and try everything he can right up until the time we go for the green flag. So if there's speed to be found in a car, that kid's going to find it. Um, I, I will still give him the bumper to beat him every time. Uh, so it, it, it'll, anytime we're both on the track, it'll be a race. It'll be, I might just, I, I'm not going to give an answer. I might just see how, how this season goes. And we might just kind of have the opportunity to settle it on the track. I'm, I'm thinking a King of the Hill battle style here needs to happen. Then just stick you guys on the start finish line. Let you guys have two laps. Somebody needs to talk to Luke Ramsey about that. I've <laughs> tried to line up for King of the Hill and something about insurance and, and a race car racing against some of these nice cars. They don't like to do it. <laughs> I said, pair me up against the minivan. I don't care. Yeah. I, hey, but, they're signing a waiver too, as far as I know, to get to, well, to, that's, to do that's this thing. I, like, yeah. I think no, that'd I, be awesome. Any chance they'll let me line up, I'll do it. Yeah, uh, for sure. Cars are there. Exactly. Uh, our next question comes to the, from, from to, wow. The next question comes to us from Cam K. Harris. And he goes, what do you expect this season at Delaware with the changes made to the track? I, I've seen the pictures and I watched some of the videos. I'm really, I'm really not sure how it's going to shake out. Um, the way they did it, uh, they kind of focused on paving the outside groove of the corners. Yep. Which I mean, the banking originally at Delaware uh, wasn't super beneficial for, for the high side. Yep. So I think by putting new surface and, and putting the right angle into it, uh, they made the right call, leaving the bottom alone. Yep. I think I think it'll really promote some side by side. Um, I'm not sure how much the momentum and stuff will work in our favor for these cars. Uh, I know there's always kind of been that talk of what people feel a top speed for these these bone stocks should be. My opinion, it's as fast as they can run within the rules. I mean, I don't like slapping weight in cars. I think that's that's just an issue you're waiting to deal with as far as entry level stuff goes and adding to the cost. But 
I mean, the rules, the way they are, they're, they're geared. The cars are going to go faster. Um, we have a new surface. Cars are going to go faster. So, uh, I, I mean, I can't, I can't think that guys don't know that these cars are going to go faster this year. I mean, they haven't done a single thing in the off season to slow everything down. Yeah. So, I mean, there is going to be some more speed. The only thing that might really slow things down is 40 cars on the track. So I, and that's great. I I'm pretty excited to race this group. I mean, having that new outside lane, anytime I go to Flamborough, I'm always a fan. Like a lot of guys like to leave it open. I'll go up there and play. Doesn't always work out for me. I mean, nope. I went knocking on the turn four wall pretty good there last year. So finally got the car straightened back out. But, uh, I mean, I, I think it'll be interesting to see, I'm hoping to see a lot more side-by-side racing. Um, I'm hoping to see the outside groove kind of hold its own. Uh, hoping it doesn't tear up tires and equipment too bad. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a new surface is kind of bound to have its wear and tear, but I think after the first couple of weeks, once everything kind of settles in, it'll, it'll make for some really good, good racing. Um, and then from what I'm hearing from the tech side of things, uh, they're going to be, they're going to be watching everything pretty close, which is, which is great. I'm hoping they don't handicap cars too heavy, too early. I mean, it, I got, I got dinged last year and I kind of made, made you a little grumpy for the rest of the season. Um, but I mean, it, they, they, they are doing what they feel is best for the division which is it's just good i can't can't argue with that yep um i just i'd like to see given a couple weeks for drivers and cars to adjust to the new surface and then and then kind of make sure nobody's running away with the show i mean if we go out there and we're the guys stinking up the show i kind of kind of expect to be slowed down a little bit which which is fine i mean i i don't I don't like running away with a show and winning by a straightaway. It's, I mean, that's uh, never well, fun. Wasn't it? Well, it, it's fun. It's just oh. not great competition. I mean, yeah. I, I wasn't able to do it at all last year. Um, so, uh, just to be able to have that good competition level, um, hopefully some more side-by-side racing and, and really just a, a nice big pack of cars. Like I, I hope, Delaware has the ability to start every car that shows up. And I, I hope, I hope we don't put a field cap on it. I know it's, it's the biggest track going right now. Yep. So I know Flamborough kind of caps off some of their cars and, and sunset and, and full throttle have done the same with that respect. They are smaller tracks. So you try and put 40 cars out on Flamborough and, and that first corner is scary. <laughs> so but I, I mean, they run Enduros, so yep. I mean, it's just a, hopefully everybody kind of keeps their head about it. And yeah. A lot of drivers, there are new drivers, but hopefully the, the seasoned drivers kind of know we're going into a new track. Not everybody knows what it's going to be like. Any pointers we could give the new drivers are going to be a little different now that we've got some nice new surface. So hopefully we all kind of get up to speed quick and the competition kind of levels out from there. It should be 
some good race and hopefully for the fans. You know what? That's I, once we're done this, I want to go back to Delaware and I want to talk to you more about that. So we're going to get to this last question. Then we're going to talk a little more about Delaware. Our last question comes to us from Wade Thorne. He goes, how excited are you to try dirt in my rental car this year? I'm pumped. <laughs> um, I've raced against Wade at a bunch of different tracks and he always brings some competitive stuff. And, uh, Dirt's always been one of those things that I've just kind of looked at and never wanted to clean my car. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm pumped. Uh, me and me and Wade are doing a little trade off. He's going to come down for the 50 lapper and race for me. And uh, I'm going to have to look at when my schedule frees up. But I think near the end of the season, I'm going to I'm going to go try my hand at a dirt race and. Uh, if I make a fool of myself, that's fine. That's on me. But uh, I know he'll have some good equipment there. So, I mean, the car is capable. I know coming out of that shop, they've definitely got got some good stuff. And I might have to get down to Oshwegan once or twice or try and watch the G4 stuff to get a get a handle of what I'm diving into. But I'm I'm pumped up. I like I I'm excited to get out there and try it. Um, it's it's interesting when you build up your own team and, and do your own program like this that I I think there's only a handful of times I've ever driven for another team. Um, I've had the opportunity to race a couple people's cars and I got into an enduro race and a mini truck and got behind the wheel of a full-size truck for practice and I sucked at it. But it it was it it's fun to try that stuff. Um, I definitely have my own comfort zone. I know, I know what I'm used to driving. I know what I'm kind of good at driving. I know what I suck at driving and, uh, dirt's always been one of those things that I have no idea. So, I mean, I, hopefully it's good, but, uh, if it's bad, I might have to learn and go back and do it again. I mean, it, it looks everything I've seen. It looks fun. Uh, so, and, and those guys, they have a great camp, so a lot of good cars and I, I, I think it's going to be a blast. Oh yeah. You know, and it's, I, cause you're down that way. You got a Southern Ontario motor speedway and that, that I, I got to go to that, that track last summer for, uh, for a night with one of our uh, Jumbo media drivers. And, you know, that was one of the coolest tracks I've gotten to go to in such a long time. It was so different. It was, uh, it was, a, it's a head turner. That's, that's for sure. Um, and I can't wait to get back to watch Schwegen this year to see what all upgrades they've made. And, you know, dirt, dirt. I uh, asked me five years ago, dirt's trash. I would have said dirt's trash. Going to be honest to anyone listening, but I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was G force. I don't know if it was, you know, finally going to Oshwegen, but there was just something that clicked in dirt. And I was like, man, these guys can really like work their cars. And, and I, I started having a, a very big soft spot for dirt in the past uh, two years or so. Yeah. It's uh, honestly, I, I went down to that uh, hangover enduro race. Uh, Joe drove the car. Um, I had a car lined up and ended up selling it a week before the race, which, eh, you know, I, I now looking at it, I wish I had to run the race and then sold the car. <laughs> 
because it looked so much fun. Yeah, I was like, I was standing there in the snow watching him go around in circles and just thinking, that looks like a riot. <laughs> like you couldn't see anything and, and the track was frozen and there was no track prep. They plowed it. Like they, they just scraped the snow off the top of most of it. Not even all of it, but most yeah. of it. And it just looked like so much fun. And I didn't even realize that from where I, where my shop's at, that it's just as far to go to, southern ontario as it is to go to flamborough yeah so i i mean if they didn't have some of their stuff running on friday nights i think they're running their mini stocks on fridays yep i thought about putting a car together that could run the mini stocks because it's it's really not much different than a bone stock car no I mean, it really isn't a couple, couple extra bars and a fuel cell i mean you can go full out if you want to but i'm they got a lot of cars that's a lot of extra effort so yeah um we might toy with putting a car together and I, I, if they announce some more enduro races, I mean, I'm, I'm working with a couple guys now to try and get a few enduro cars together. Cause, uh, those long races are, are something else. I mean, I've always kind of run 25, 35, 50 laps, a long race. Yep. I know I got behind the wheel of a couple cars for 75s and hundred lappers. And I, I don't even run those on iRacing. I have no idea what I'm doing past a certain point. Um, so running those endurance races, you just kind of, you log laps and log laps and eventually the flags change. Yep. So, so it's, it's something different, but it's, it's a lot of fun. So I, I'm hoping to do some of that stuff this year. And I mean, it'll all just be time permitting. Yeah. We're, we're, we're diving in deep to the Delaware program and, and hopefully that all goes well. And if it does, I mean, there's other tracks nearby that give us the opportunity to go race at. So we'll see. We'll see if I'm able to get out there as much as I can. Absolutely. Well, Chris, that wraps up our uh, fan question period. Of course, we want to thank all our fans and for submitting their uh, questions in for Chris to answer this week. You know, there's there's some really good questions this week to start off the season. I'm, I'm really happy with that, but yeah. going, but going back to Delaware, I spent the summer of 2009, I believe and the summer of 2010 there for every Friday night. And I'm traveling all the way from Erin, which is North of Brampton by about a good 40 minutes. Uh, so leaving on a Friday from, from well, I went to high school in Guelph, and I got that's when I got picked up from leaving high school at three o'clock in the afternoon to going all the way to Delaware. That'd be a late night for oh, you. Oh, it was such a late night. I got in, <laughs> I'd get home at by like two o'clock most mornings. And due to a car wreck when I was a lot younger, I cannot sleep in cars. So, no matter how long of a day I have, I'm not sleeping going home, even though I really should. Yeah. Um, I remember back, I think it was around 2008 or 2009 that they added a groove lower. Do you remember that at all? Yep. No. So that was, that was right when I first started racing, uh, super stock. And that would have probably been, I think 2009. Cause my rookie year, uh, I remember one of my, one of my race mentors, Steve McCaw, um, 
basically standing right a foot off the track, just pointing into the dirt and, and really getting me to cut the center of the corner and kind of teaching me that. And, and we, I, I got to the point where it's such a big jump to a full-size car from a junior late model. Absolutely. So much more power that just getting used to that and, and kind of feeling it out getting your feet wet with that. And then right after I thought I was getting better, they went and added more track and changed it. And I, so um, they did, they added a little yeah. bit to the inside and then they, I was going to say they added they a little added bit lower. The, and the, and the pit road entrance and exit, they kind of, yeah, well, not, not so much the exit of the pit road, but the no. entrance, they, yeah. they put in a big entrance ramp and, and that was uh, a lot to do with the DeMello family and L82 uh, when those guys kind of came in ownership and, and the construction stuff. And they did, they did a great job. Like it. Oh yeah. I, the track needs a change here and there every now and then and mm -hmm. i mean i like the character that the track has um i remember watching it for years as a kid and and seeing you know different guys have different tricks for getting getting around and finding the speed Yep. and uh when they throw a wrench in like that it it kind of makes everybody do a reset and to relearn and you know especially going back to delaware this year with the new surface that what was fast last year might not be what's fast this year. So yeah. it'll be kinda, fun. It'll be fun to search around and find the speed. Absolutely. And that's kind of what I want to touch on because I remember then everyone was always saying that uh, anyone I talked to back then, they were always saying that adding that little bit lower would help add the side by side. And it did for a little bit, but then it kind of faded off to back more of a, a single file. If you had your car hooked up, be able to hook up on the outside, you'd be able to be good. But for the most part, it stayed single file and didn't help promote side by side. Do you think now with the with them adding or read paving essentially the outer groove there, do you think that'll actually help promote more side by side racing down obviously in, in three and four is more or less? I think I think it'll help on both ends. A lot of what I found with that that 2009 2010 edition was that they put the lower groove at less of an angle yeah. so it it kind of built that progressive banking that they never really had yeah um but it was so flat that it was really tough like it, it's not a desirable spot to try and get down onto the flat your car never really kind of wanted to to go there so yeah it, it opened up the groove as an option, but I don't think it was necessarily the race groove. Um, whereas this repave that they've done, they've gone into the top groove and adjusted it compared to what the bottom is. So, so now you get that progressive banking while still keeping the original racing line. Um, so I'm not sure that the top groove is going to be the spot to be like, I, I don't think, I don't think with the bone stocks and the, and the setups the way they are and how limited they are, I don't think that it's going to be necessarily the desired racing groove, but I think having that option to move up and, and maybe cut your corner a little different, maybe carry momentum. Some guys might try to go from the new stuff to the low, like to the old low groove and come off. 
um like i say like i've only seen pictures i haven't been out on the out on the track or or walked around and really seen it for myself but uh it, it's gonna it's gonna be different i think it's really gonna be good what they've done um and i i think there's always those drivers that kind of you know any division you'll see those guys that run the unorthodox lines uh some guys that run different grooves or or cut their corner a little different set their car up to run a certain way um and i think now with the the car counts that they're getting and the track surface being the way it is you've got the best opportunity for that variety um so it'll make for a lot more interesting racing uh, my hope is it ends up side by side, uh, just because of how much good surface you now have. Uh, I don't know how easy it's going to be to pass. Um, I'm hoping no one car has more of an advantage over the other. I know some of those higher horsepower Nissan seem to run a higher groove in the corners. So hopefully this new track surface doesn't kind of give them a a leg up uh, well it doesn't give them somewhere to just run away from you yeah. but but i mean it's the same track for everybody so it's it's going to be fun to get out there and and hunt around i mean i'm gonna have to put joe in a car because i know he'll be the guy that goes up from the wall down to the bottom goes from the bottom to the wall and and he'll help me search around and i've got some good feedback coming i know phil givens is been out in in our car a couple times last year so he knows he knows what the car feels like and uh he he comes with a lot of experience from from a bunch of different tracks and uh and like i say it, it's a good racing community there's there's a lot of great drivers that we're all going to be talking about this surface when we get out practice day um you're going to know pretty quick who's fast and who's not um you'll have some people that might not show up for practice day, might rent the track themselves. And hey, that's, that's what's part of the fun of it. So, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it. I know we're going to have quite a few cars out at practice day, shaking them down and making sure we got all the bugs out of them and, and stuff like that. But we'll have to see how the, the new surface wears, sorry, wears tires and, and how the how the new rules because Delaware did change the rules this year a little bit. Yep. And uh it, it gives the drivers more of an option. I know it's a little bit away from fully pure stock, but at the same time, it's more in line with with other tracks like Flamborough and Full Throttle. And I believe Grand Ben's going back to more of a a bone stock program as well. Um, which is nice to kind of have more of a united rule. So I know, yeah. I know not everybody wants to drive the two hour haul on a Friday or doesn't really have a boss that lets them do that. But I mean, there's cars just 15 minutes from the track and give me a shout. Maybe we can figure something out and get some of these drivers, drivers out here to try the, try the new surface. I mean, I don't think the schedule we have has any Saturday races, which it's that's the schedule i mean yep the, the guys that the guys that plan all that do a really good job and 
there's a lot of touring series and, and stuff like that. They have to work around. So I don't envy any of them. That's not a, not a fun job by any means. So they, they gave us a, what I consider a really good schedule. We've got a, a good 13 races, uh, which is lots of track time. And and I, I think it'll just be, it'll be a lot of fun this summer. For sure. It will be. Um, We're going to let you go in just a couple minutes here, but we want you to tell us where, you know, we can find you. Um, When, when it will be your first race? Cause I don't have their schedule in front of me right now. When will be your first race? First race, I believe is May 13th. And then, uh, and then the May 20th, the track is doing some, uh, they're finishing up some maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. Which is eh, fine. That's fine. Hopefully everything's all good to go, but I guess they've got some stuff scheduled in for that, but yeah, May 13th will be our first race. Um, and then we run, I think pretty much every other week, there's a few that we have a couple in a row, but, uh, like I say, the guys that do the schedules, they do a great job of kind of staggering the different divisions as well as making it work with all the traveling series. So it'll be, uh, it'll be a good, good schedule this year. Is there any way for uh, people to find you on Facebook or Instagram to follow along to uh, uh, how your race team goes throughout the year? Yeah. So uh, there's a couple Instagram pages, uh, BT racing 28 um, and BT racing. Uh, that's myself and Cassie Howard. Um, then on the Facebook side of it, there's BT racing um, fan page. Uh, check it out. Give it a like. It's, it's our logo kind of like the shirt here. Um, that's our cover picture. Uh, basically we're going to try and pump out more of the updates. Once we get, get going, I've kind of been a little holding back a little bit on that just because of the, uh, I, I have something planned for my cars. Uh, anybody that watched our team through the nineties is really, uh, really going to enjoy the cars we're coming out with. Um, I feel like we have, we have some best appearing contenders for sure. Um, just waiting on some finishing touches before I roll them out. Um, and then we've got some nice new fire suits, courtesy of Epic Racewear, which we'll be unveiling at the same time. I uh, just kind of, kind of holding back a little bit. Um, we're going to have a car out at the Motorama car show in Toronto with that inside track deal. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and then, yeah, if, if anybody's looking to come out, try the rental, uh, if they're looking to come out for a Monday practice session in our two seat car, uh, get some, uh, what I like to do is take, take the driver out myself, uh, show you the, the race line, the braking and acceleration points, kind of the ins and outs, just the basics. Uh, sometimes we walk the track. Sometimes we'll sit in the corners and watch how some of the other drivers that are at practice do it. And then, uh, then we'll switch seats and let the driver try it out. Um, and I'll sit there and kind of be in the passenger seat and give on the fly help. Um, usually they just practice bone stock cars with bone stock cars. So it's, it's not too bad. You usually don't have the opportunity to get run over, but, I know I've been on track with a, with a V8 or uh, oh with a hot, with a hot rod car and have having an El Camino run you down is a little intimidating. 
I was but, just gonna say, uh, I'm like, I was the worst thing uh, yeah. I was thinking was a pro late model here. <laughs> oh, we we had a pro late pull out with us once, and I pulled oh, no. off pretty quick. But uh, yeah, I no, would we, too. I would too. We had that uh, El Camino hot rod out shaking his car down, and oh yeah, we we were we were holding him up a little bit. Um, that's a big car to come up in your mirror real fast. Oh yeah, but uh, but yeah, no anybody that wants to do that sort of thing, just uh, get a hold of me personally on Facebook or uh, or contact through the BT Racing page. Um, I've had a few people touch base on Instagram, basically just through through social media. Um, people point you kind of in my direction, and uh, hopefully we can work something out to to get people out in the seats. I know we're we're booking up quite a few races so far with our with our one car and I've got one car dedicated Phil Givens is going to come drive for us for a full season um but I mean I've only got four cars registered I do have a few others kicking in the backyard so like I say I am trying to get that 50 car field more than once I want to see that car count when is that 50 lapper at Delaware I believe it's July 29th is, okay. uh, and that'll, that'll be the night Wade Thorne's coming out. Um, he's tentatively in our automatic car. We'll see. I might, uh, I might have something lined up for him so he can come out and, uh, give Phil Gibbons a run for his money. Oh, that'll be fun. So hopefully, uh, we can get to that 50. Well, you guys can get to that 50 car field down there at Delaware. I know I'm, I'm, I'm already planning on being at Sobble on the Wednesday and I got to be back at Flamber on the Saturday, but maybe I can maybe try and squeeze down to Delaware. That'd be a lot of driving in three days, but I think it'd probably be worth it. If that's the dash for cash race, I might see you at the track. I might be there Sobble and then Delaware. and eh, We might squeeze in Flamborough depending on the APC schedule. For sure. Uh, is there anyone you want to thank for getting you through the, obviously we're going to be helping you through the upcoming season. Uh, yeah. So the, the title sponsor for the last couple of years out at Delaware, uh, dad's discount auto parts depot, uh, Jesse and Sean out there, they offer a discount for all Delaware registered bone stock drivers. So, uh, hit them up for your parts. Um, we have Kaniski on board helping us out behind the scenes. Um, Epic racewear helped us out with our fire suits. Wilds printing is taking care of all my, my numbers for the season. Um, my fiance Penny for taking care of everything to do in the shop, keeping us in line. Uh, all my crew guys for their help. Um, Pete's restoration repair and KPH photography for doing some of the behind the scenes stuff. And Flanscape, I believe, has come on board this year. They're going to be helping us out with some maintenance around the shop. And McCall Racing for uh, for all our little goodies that we got to get for the race car i know they've helped me out with supplying me with all the seat belts well stocking all the seat belts and <laughs> help, help me get all the quick release wheels and receivers and all the stuff that kind of goes into these race cars um we're always open to to new businesses that want to come on board and um we're going to be doing our our charity thing again last year we did a laps for love uh we, we raised 10 cents every lap and we donated towards the humane society. So we're going to be doing that again. I mean, with four cars running full time, 
with the chance for more. Uh, last year we were able to hit $750. So our, our goal, our goal will be to beat that. Um, we encourage anybody else that wants to do the same. Uh, we're going to set up a fundraiser page so we don't touch the money. If, if you want to make a donation or anything like that, they get you a tax receipt and we'll share the links up and everything for that. Um, it's a great cause to help the animals out. And, um, and yeah, we, we have nothing to do with the money. I don't like touching other people's money as far as fundraising stuff goes. So it's all for charity. And uh, we'll probably have a few other things we throw in there and try and try and bump that up, whether we do raffles or, or what we do, but um, just trying to give back. And I know, uh, I know I'll have some more people to thank come race season when we get that, that race for trades car put together. I, I know we've been talking. I know I'm probably going to have some uh, Jomo productions on some cars and maybe some true North podcast and a couple other people coming on board and really promote the guys that help promote our, our sport. For sure. Um, we'll definitely be talking more about the uh, promotion stuff later on and <laughs> making sure we get everything all set up. Uh but yeah, man, uh, I'm not going to take up any more of your night tonight. We want to thank you for jumping on with us this week. It was definitely a pleasure chatting with you, getting to know you a little bit more, and as well as, uh, you know, finding out what your plans are and how you obviously you got started. So thank you for jumping on with us. Yeah, not a problem. Thanks for having me. It was uh, great to be a part of this. Thank you, man. We'll talk to you later, all right? Take care. All right, bye now. All right, guys, that was Chris Lawrence from BT Racing. We want to thank Chris for being our first guest back after a nice long off season man i enjoyed my off season but it's so glad to be back in the studio once again doing the podcast getting back to it and talking to you guys once again you know it's it's been a long off season but that means racing is right around the corner for us and that's why i decided to do when we did um it is going to be a fun season of the show next week we got john carly coming on i already have almost all the way through June booked with guests. And there are some curveballs in there that you guys may be surprised about going forward. But I'm so thankful to have each and every one of those guests lined up. It is one of my pet peeves of not having guests lined up last year. And I started last month. I started in January, middle of January. I started reaching out to drivers, seeing if they want to come on. Other drivers started reaching out to me. And uh, we got ourselves a nice little schedule so far. So next one up will be John Carley next week. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. It was definitely fun getting to talk to uh, Chris, seeing what his plans for 2022 were. Hearing that he's going to get to go out and try a dirt car um, for Wade Thorne. And, uh, you know, the, the 50 lapper at Delaware. If you got a car, if you got a bone stock, get on out to Delaware. I know it's a hike. I know it's a hike. Because I've done it a lot. But it is such a fun track to go to. It is it is an incredible atmosphere when you pull in there. Um, you know, you you will not regret it. If you got the funds to do it, I say get your butt out to Delaware whenever you can. I'm hoping to make it out there myself a time or two this summer. Uh might be making a I'll be making an appearance at Southern Ontario sometime this summer, so that'll be fun. Other than that, guys, uh we're we don't have much else going on right now. Uh, but next week, stay tuned. We got a new guest next week. We've got a full slate ahead of us. So keep tuned to the True North Racing Podcast. 
continuously brought by Jomo Media Promotions. And by the way, if you guys stuck around this long, thank you guys. If you guys want to promote, if you guys want to sponsor the show and uh, be a presenting sponsor, hit me up and we can talk about uh, you got you uh, having your business signed on as a uh, presenting sponsor for the show or even a sponsor for a 30 second gig in the middle of the show. Let me go know either way uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Jomo Media Promotions. We are also on YouTube at Jomo Promos. So stay tuned, guys, to all our social medias for what we're going to be doing this upcoming season. Other than that, guys, my name is John Morrison. And thank you guys for listening to the True North Racing Podcast brought to you by Jomo Media Promotions. We'll see you all next week. Yeah.